Okay, welcome everyone to the Small Business Podcast. I'm Rita, and here is with me is Ant. He's one of the co-creators of Jean Core. He has the Financial Light Business and his online um, book on how to uh, help students in college uh, get out of debt. And today we are very excited to welcome Solomon Graham. Saul G is known on Twitter. And um, Saul is a multi-entrepreneur, and we're really excited to have him here today to talk about his businesses. So Saul, welcome. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. I, I, uh, I'm just thankful to be here right now safely. So uh, I appreciate the time for being uh, on this uh, platform today. Absolutely. Now you're coming to us. Um, you are based in Atlanta, Georgia? Yes, ma'am. Have you always lived in Georgia? Uh, except for college and the military, yes, I've always lived in at Atlanta for the most part. Yeah, what's it like? What's Atlanta like? Uh, you mean currently, or you just mean period? Because it's, it's that get, that can get you two different answers. <laughs> Give us both. <laughs> Give us both. Just um, I'm in I'm in Northern California, and I okay. visited I visited Georgia, but mainly on business trips. So you really can't okay. get a you know a taste when you're there for four to five days, because usually. Okay. Yeah, conventions, they take you to the fancy places and you don't really right. get to see. But, and, uh, um, and where are you from? Or where are you at? I live in New York. Okay, like upstate or like the city? Uh, about an hour upstate from the city. Okay, northwest. okay, gotcha. Yep. Okay, yeah, I just want to kind of get an idea about what I'm talking to. Uh, Atlanta is cool, man. Atlanta yeah. is a uh, a great place to be. It's one of those situations where I think Atlanta is was kind of like Austin, Texas. It was a place that it was a lot better a while back yeah. before everybody decided to move there. Right. And it's it's getting it's getting a little crowded right now. We don't have that New York City foot traffic yet, but we're getting to the point where um, when people say, hey, I want to move to Atlanta because it's cheap down there. You can make money. I'm like, nah, it, it's, there's no money in Atlanta anymore. Like, don't don't come. You know what I mean? Like we want to you know, we want to basically uh, put up a force field around uh, Atlanta. And y'all can go somewhere else in Georgia, but uh, stay out of Atlanta. <laughs> but uh, the, I guess the one thing I can say for right now, it's, it's very interesting about Atlanta because Atlanta, unlike a lot of other places, is very open. That's one of the reasons why the All-Star Game is going to be there. And I'm hoping no foolishness happens because it's one of those situations where nobody really has anything to say about Atlanta because, I mean, I mean it's it, – it's, it, they have no incentive to talk about Atlanta right now, but when they have the all-star game, now you're bringing attention to Atlanta. So it's one of those things where we want to keep a secret going. So right. it's like, I'm a little concerned about the all-star game coming and, and messing up the nice serenity that we have there in Atlanta. But outside of that, Atlanta is a great place to live, great place to raise a family, a horrible place. If you're not married, a horrible place. If you're married and a black man, it's, it's pretty bad. You know what I mean? Because you are a uh, minority down there, an extreme minority. Mm. And the uh, women down there are uh, ultra aggressive. And, you know, maybe uh, uh, if you're out there watching, you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, that that's that's what Atlanta is, man. A lot of beautiful women. It's uh, in my opinion, it's the greatest city in America to be black, period. It's, it's no other city that even comes close. The number of black entrepreneurs down there, especially like the women. That's the thing why there's so many single women in Atlanta, because. You know, if you're not coming to the table making six figures or better, they're not even trying to like listen to anything you have to say. Right. So it's a great place to be a black entrepreneur. We have what I call black suburbs in Atlanta, which I'm very proud of because uh, I know we're not necessarily supposed to get political, but it's just I think the the idea 
sometimes in America of where black people live. It's like you're either an NBA player and you live this 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 great life or you live in the projects or you live in the ghetto. And it's like mm-hmm. you do realize that black people have suburbs and the <laughs> suburb that I live in is actually called the uh, the city of South Fulton. Very proud of where I live at. Uh, we've had maybe one murder in the past 10, 12 years. You know, uh, I, I have no issue leaving my doors unlocked, going outside. There's no right. shootings. There's no there's no crime. But uh, that's where I'm from, man. So Atlanta, Atlanta is great. Well, it's a great point. And I brought this up to um, Hotep Jesus a while back. I'm Northern California, but my family, my dad and mom moved to Oakland um, mm-hmm. when they first came here, because that's when people who are making their way, don't have a lot of money. Oakland, um, East and West Oakland was inexpensive, but I ended up spending my youth in Oakland. And then I worked in Oakland for 25 years. And I would say, I told Brian, I said, um, the black community that I know isn't what is it, what people see on TV. So if you're from a place that doesn't have a large black population, um, they only see what they see on the wire and, you know, and how it's depicted. And so that's just really interesting you say that I said because it's a whole different world when yeah um, right oh you see us on the news right we're we're all Black Lives Matter we're all um some 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 form of being a, a wrong depiction but it's just like you know there's a large percent of a, of us that are just you know working trying right. to create the best life that we can and just trying Absolutely. to sit here and support our family so I think that side doesn't get seen a lot right. And in this, uh, in the climate talking um, about just life in general, I think mm-hmm. that, that the black community does have a voice and then, and it's just really important to talk about that, whether, you know, like you said, but anything that you want to talk about, we'll talk about, but the, sure. you know, the entrepreneur part of it. And I, um, I'm so interested, of course, in Libre TV, but I'm really okay. interested in your trucking company. And okay, uh, where you want to go first? Full transparency. My my brother drives a truck, nice. so I have tremendous affinity for truck drivers, and okay. um, and I think a lot of people. And this is my concept of truck drivers: they're okay. an invisible force that no one realizes their amazing skill, mm. and they just because every time if you go into a grocery store, always there's abundance of food. And importance, right? Because, but, but I also see it because in sales and and working in large um, companies, going to Costco's and Walmart's and grocery, and if you nobody goes to the very back to see those little bays that these big trucks have mm-hmm. to pull into. But my brother would say, but but yeah, all of these stories, not only between the like the the truck driver's life or the fact that you don't call them truck drivers, they're drivers who drive trucks yeah. and right all and the codes and you know the level of respect and then the disrespect mm-hmm. for somebody who doesn't know how to park a truck, right? It's correct. like giving you That's three correct. entrances. So yeah. what's so I just so interested in how you got started and then when you started your own company. Okay. So just for the the I guess well well this this show is about entrepreneurship and things Absolutely. like that so I guess we'll start from the beginning I, I haven't always been a truck driver I actually went to college and um, I used to be a teacher mm-hmm. full time so one reason why I'm in a truck and it it is you know they say you're a product of your environment right I was a mm-hmm. high school teacher for for I think like from 2007 to 2011 mm-hmm. so I taught public school for I think four almost four and a half five years. It's it's a very unrewarding profession. I know a lot of people say that, you know, oh, and it's a cliche in the black community. We need more black men mm-hmm. in um, teaching, right? 
right. because we need these. We need these men to have these strong. But then it's like, you know, let's just be honest. The women, you know, I was, uh, you know, this, this, this person that you see in front of you now is about 50 pounds heavier than what I was when I was teaching because, you know, this, this life on the road, it's not the easiest thing in the world on you. You know what I mean? It's like, right. you got to be somewhere in 10 hours. You can only drive a certain amount of time a day. Right. Once you get your time, it's like, okay, you go to sleep or, you know, wh where, you, you know, most gyms, you, you can't pull a truck up to a gym and try to get a workout. You can walk around, you can do whatever you can to try to maintain, but right. that's what it is. Right. So I remember when I grew up, I never thought I was going to be a teacher. I always wanted to own my own business. That's what my major was. In school, I was a business management major, which now looking back is a waste of money. But we'll <laughs> we'll get into that. But you know, it, it involved time, me. Man. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I had but I had a minor in music, so I kind of sort of still felt like I, my my what 120 grand in college debt. Not to mention when I had to go start teaching because I wasn't an education major. I then had to go to grad school, so yeah. it's like I have two degrees that I'm not. I don't want to say I'm not using, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not teaching right now. Mm -hmm. So I think it was back in 2010, they had budget cuts because of the, the mortgage mm -hmm. crisis and all those different things mm -hmm. going out. So they cut school teachers. And I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense if education is bad. And why is, why are school teachers getting cut? But meanwhile, we've got AstroTurf going into the football field. We've got three or four new gyms. They said, oh, that money was already paid for. Well, you didn't think to put teacher salary as a priority. So after I got laid off from teaching, I, I got a job at a charter school and I worked at a charter school. The charter school I was at was K through eight. Mm -hmm. After the K through eight, I uh, charter was not renewed. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> I thought teaching was safe. You know, as long right. as I'm not doing nothing crazy, you know, I show up to work. You know, I care about the kids. You know, I should be good, man. This is what y'all said y'all <laughs> wanted in the public school system. Right. I'm going to give it to you, right? So then I said, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of just going from job to job. I'm tired of doing all these interviews and not getting anything. So I said, you know what? Google. What is the job field with the highest demand? And it said logistics. Mm. And I said, all right, so what is logistics? Like, what is that? And then it said, like, the number one thing was, like, drivers. And I was like, okay. So at that point, I went out and got my CDL, and I've been driving ever since. So that's basically how I got into it. I got into it because my goal was to be a teacher. I was a football coach, basketball coach. I really, really enjoyed working with the kids. Mm -hmm. But the the pay, number one, and just the amount of stuff that they want you to deal with, with mm. absolutely zero protection, <laughs> it's, it's not a good feeling. So right. that is why I'm driving the truck, and that's how I got started. So do you work, did you work for a company first and then you just mm -hmm. bought your own truck? Is that well, it's how it like works? A training. Yeah, it's like a training yeah. company, right? right? So everybody normally leaves the company that trains them because it's like, yeah. it's almost like going to school because they'll say, oh yeah, you owe us six months after, but they know they're <laughs> horrible and they right. want to pay you, you know, a very low wage to work. Right. So it's like, I'm not about to work for that, right? Right, right. So you, you, you work your way up and I started to become a trainer. So as I became a trainer, now all of a sudden I'm training the next generation of truck drivers. And it was okay at first, but then it was like, <laughs> when you're not training, that money still wasn't where I wanted it to be. Right. So eventually I get to the point where I try to go on my own. Uh, my dad gives me a loan so I can go out and get my own truck. That doesn't work out. And 
I go back and I start working local jobs and things like that for a while, just local driving. And then I'm just sitting here thinking, but I still keep feeling like at any point in time, you know, it's like my money's always good. And then it slows down. My money's always consistent. And then it's like, you know, especially when I was in a labor union, when I was working at this one place, I was like, I don't don't even want to deal with this anymore. So Mm -hmm. I, I went to a company that I had dealt with before, uh, I only own three more years. Then I walk away with no balloon payment. The truck is mine. So it's like, that's when I started my own transportation company. So it was like, I did that maybe three years ago. And it's like, I haven't looked back since. So it's, um, it's, it hasn't been. And that's the one reason why I tell people, especially when it comes to transportation logistics, it's yeah, I might be not the norm truck driver. Right. But that makes it even worse on my part. Like other people who, don't have an education and even want to have the, the pride that was involved, right? You got to remember, like, I mean, like, I was the, the, the cliche uh, college guy, you know, I went to HBCU, I'm in a fraternity, you know, I am, you know, I'm, I'm living, I'm an Atlanta socialite, you know what right. I mean? Like, I was partying all the time, you know, even though I was a teacher, I mean, I, I was bartending, so I'm meeting all these women and I'm having all this fun, so it's like, <laughs> I'm not used to, you know, even this life. Or if I want to put you like this, like there's nothing sexy about a truck driver, right? right? There's nothing sexy about logistics. Not like there was something sexy about being a teacher, right? The only thing sexy about the truck driver is the money. Once they find out how much money you make, yeah. then it kind of balances things out a little bit. But there's nothing, you know, I, I don't even want to say, because I remember a, a show that I used to watch growing up, right? And it was called uh, Rock, right? And um, it had Charles S. Dutton in it. And, oh, he yeah. was a garbage, oh, yeah. and he was a garbage man, right? right? There was nothing great about what he did, but he was basically like me. He had a CDL, he did his thing, and he was just like, quote unquote, a blue collar working person. Right, right. So the main thing for me, and, and, and like I said, I, I'll just kind of wrap it up, but it was a situation where truck driving has been able to provide not only security, not only put me into a, a different bracket of money, right. but it's also been able to expand and I've also been able to employ people as well so it's like even though you see me in my truck right now like it's like I'm doing this because I want to go ahead and finish out my next two or three years after two or three years from now I'm done I'm at home I'm homeschooling and I'm with my kids at that point like I I, I told my wife I need three years at the end mm-hmm. of this three years somebody else is hopping in this truck we're going to split it 50 50 like I right. do everybody else right and I'm in the I'm in the process right now of depending on how the industry goes, because, you know, we just had an administration change. So I've got to wait and see because how this gas prices are going. Right. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to chill or maybe getting a, adding on some more vehicles right now, only because, yo, with the gas, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like my, I put this on Twitter the other day. I said, my gross is up for 2021, but my net is lower. That's not how it's supposed mm. to be. So right. that's, that's where I'm at as far as like uh, my business is concerned. So the, the and that's the, I could, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I could definitely relate to you as far as the um the schooling goes because I had the same exact situation as you. So I have a business business degree as well. Um, my focus is my focus was in sports management. I saw that way that industry was, and I said I'm not even gonna step foot in it because I did a couple of internships and it was it was not the way to go. So then right. same thing. I worked I worked at a private school, was coaching basketball. And like you said, they, the administration expects you to do 
crazy amount of work and just yeah. like things you can't things you can't even mention for these kids. I think yeah. they just don't appreciate that. And then same thing at the end of the year, you know, when I got hired, they were promising me all this stuff. Like, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, we're going to give you a raise. Like, you're going to get this, that, the other thing. And then at the end of the year, I got let go as well because of budget cuts. So it's just like, I yeah, could totally relate to that story. I could yeah. Just, I just had flashbacks. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Did they have you doing uh, security as well? <laughs> they had me doing everything. I was yeah, driving I kids. I was driving kids two hours to the airport. Because we had international kids. Yeah. Like, it was – I can't even describe the amount of things. We had kids running away from school. Like, it was crazy. I would have to run yeah. off campus, like, onto a highway to go get a kid because he's trying to leave school. <laughs> like, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, and, and then and then you understood that if something happens, you have absolutely no protection in everything that you're doing. Yes. It was – It's it's, hor- it's, it's, it's a horrible situation, especially for a man to be in. Plus, I mean, and just right. And that's the thing is that if you're going to be in that position, why not do it for yourself? Right. (laughs) Just why not do it for yourself? Say, I'm just going to do my own thing. And Mm -hmm. uh, but that brings up a a really interesting, um, just a concept that I think of a lot is the difference between this is what I do for a living. And then this is my life's work. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people will say, okay, this is, and I'll do the same things like, oh, I can make money doing this, mm-hmm. having clients, doing consulting, but my life's work is, that's not my life's work. And I, you right. know, so what's really interesting is, so for you, Saul, what right now, when you think, like you just said, you got your family, got your kids, you know, you've got a plan. Right. For your trucking business, it's going to, you know, not to uh, say this is the now, like, again, I have an affinity towards truck drivers and I appreciate them because Mm -hmm. I because I think uh, exactly uh, like I said before, the skill that it takes and then to deal with all the car drivers. (laughs) That's the other part and that people just don't appreciate. Right. And that's it. That's that weird thing. That's what I, I love about what I'm doing, talking to small businesses that are unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like a, a guy running a food truck, I, you know, selling snow cones, making a million dollars a year, you never think, you know, mm-hmm. but he just wanted to take care of his family and do things. But then, but other people may say, um, well, geez, that's not an academic. That's not a, a worthy thing. But when you talk about transportation logistics, who's getting your stuff for you? No one yeah. is invisible. Right. And so right. it's, it's really amazing how kind of the, the, that people's perception is, Oh, they're just a truck driver, and yet, right? They, because they just don't see the skill that it takes. And, and I think they don't—they don't really understand, or in my opinion, they don't appreciate it. Because I'll be honest, I didn't appreciate it till I was out here. Right. But for example, you know, we've we've had all these things going on, you know, with the pandemic or whatever the case may right. be. They were like, you know, man, let's let's give a salute to our frontline workers, <laughs> and it's like we never get mentioned. And I'm like, you Not realize, once. like. Not <laughs> once. We never get mentioned. I'm like, don't you realize the fact that you still have stuff on the shelves? Like, that's all us. Like, right. people do not understand. Mm-hmm. And I found this out when I when I first started driving truck because you know I wasn't so aware of everything that was going on. Right. But something that I learned when I first started driving was you have two and a half days. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, "What does that mean?" It was like that's how long you have for the shelves to stay stocked if truck drivers stop moving. If for some reason, some way, truck drivers were to go on strike nationwide, the country would starve in less than a week because 
you don't you don't understand. It's almost like you have so many people like the person that works at the water treatment facility, even the person that collects your garbage, right? You go put your trash can out there and you don't see the trash anymore. You're like, okay, well, he's doing his job. You never I go to the police again. Uh wonderful uh men and women out there. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, you don't appreciate the things because they're they're taking place behind the scenes. You're just like, oh yeah, I put my trash can at the end of my driveway and it's gone. But you don't think about all the things that go into that somebody takes the trash, brings it to a dump, depending on what type of stuff you do. If you do the recyclables, then the recyclables got to go. And all this stuff is moving on a truck. You understand what I'm saying? When you go buy a pack of chicken, the chickens are brought to the plant to be processed. The processed chicken is brought out by another truck to be taken to a distribution center. When it gets to the distribution center, the truck that's going to deliver it to the uh, Kroger. Uh, what do y'all have in California? I have Publix. So whatever grocery yeah, store. Yeah, right. Safeways. Okay, so what, yeah, Albertsons. Right, Safeways. So whatever mm -hmm. grocery store you have, then that truck's going to take it to the actual delivery place, you know, to the actual store. Right. So everything that we know is either coming off a truck and even if it's coming off a boat, and it's a big container, guess what? Then you see the containers coming out of the port, like, right. like two days ago, I was just in Baltimore port, right? All these containers coming from China, coming from all these different places. Yeah, right. They take the container, right. they put them on the back of the truck, and then they move them. Right. But I just think sometimes uh, truck drivers, you know, it's a very underappreciated field, but I just say, I don't do it because of the thanks, because of the amount of money I get. I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't right. need a thank you. You know, I needed to thank you when I was a teacher because, you know, the money I was getting for the headache was not <laughs> worth it. But it's like, you know, I'll take the headache, you know, and, and be in the top, you know, 3% of earners. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. So I don't right. need to thank you. But it would be nice if people would kind of sort of understand what it is that we do because it's very integral to society. And it's it's we we deserve the same credit as those frontline healthcare workers, as the police, as the <laughs> emergency workers, because once again, where do you think they get all their stuff from? Right. right? And that remember last you year. You guys are the, the you guys yeah. are the glue that holds it all together. Well correct. Right. And last year when remember the big toilet paper run, nobody could get toilet paper. And that's right. my, my brother's saying, Who do you think's getting that toilet paper to those stores? And it's not yeah. a matter of us getting it. It's a matter of they, nobody could have perceived that everyone was going to buy six months of toilet paper, right? right. They're buying, you know, buying eight and 10, you know, big, huge things. And so, yeah, he, so he said, he goes, my truck's empty because there's, you know, they have to manufacture 24 hours a day to try to get the right. demand up. But yeah, but that, but yeah, that's a great point. So yay for truck drivers out there. Appreciate them. And uh, just a really quick story that and that that's why i appreciate them so much because i if i were a truck driver driving especially high traffic areas la mm -hmm. san francisco whatever city there's traffic i would lose my mind because in a, my i i was lucky i've traveled all over but i i covered a, the entire state of california and i was in los angeles lots which means you're stuck in traffic a lot and I'm on the 405, here's an overpass and here's this big 18 wheeler and he was at an angle and it's stop and go traffic. So you could see he could go, but he was waiting to give a little room because mm. it's just the, you know, the <laughs> what is it? Um, mechanical engineering is that that much weight is gonna be, mm. he's gonna have to gun it a little bit to get it, that truck get it moving, five, right. 10 feet, right? right? So every time he'd get a car length in front of him to go, another car would jump in. 
And then, so I'm sitting yeah. here, just stopped, looking up, looking down, thinking, I would lose my mind. One car after car, the minute, you know, or they'd even, you know, not even a whole car length. You could just see it and he's just stuck there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I, but I, I always think of that going, who are these people in this car? Right. This poor guy. That and this the air brakes. Yes, the <laughs> air brakes. My buddy was, I have a buddy who drives. Yeah, yeah I have a buddy mm-hmm. who drives and he was explaining to me. He was like, he's like, man, we, you know, I'm going 75 miles an hour and then I got to, 18 year old kid pulling in front of me in a Honda Accord, and I almost kill him because yeah, it, it doesn't, realize, it doesn't like, stop. The average person, it doesn't stop quickly. And what? And another thing I would just tell people is, one thing you don't understand about truck drivers, right? <laughs> versus let's just let's just say truck drivers versus cars, right? <laughs> Every time you see a truck driver, he's working. You understand right. what I'm saying? Right. Like when you're out there, you could be going to the club. Exactly. You could be going to, to grocery. You could be going to go get your nails, hair done, whatever right. the case may be. Uh, my truck is now getting 4.8 miles to the gallon <laughs> thanks to rain and thanks to how heavy what I am that I'm pulling. Right. So trust me, if you see my truck coming down the street, it's not because I'm going somewhere <laughs> on, uh, you know, to go have fun. Somewhere. Right. When you see a truck, they're working. You know what right. I mean? So I don't think sometimes people even understand like, these like we're at work when we're on the road right. we are at work we're not just driving around having fun it's not like somebody's like you know my wife is never like hey let's go get in the 18 wheeler <laughs> and go around atlanta and go say no nobody wants to do that some people want to you know drive around because they like being up high but you, you don't really no but i'm not wasting gas to do no. that i'm like no, no I'm, not, right. I'm, not, I'm not wasting gas to do that but that's the difference every time you see a truck <laughs> that truck is at work and that's the, the funny part, too, is out here, of course, well, everywhere. We gave you guys, you know, we only have two lanes, you know, like our roads, five lanes. All you cars have three lanes. And the, but it's that the crazy thing. And I is, is when you sit in enough traffic, you, you've decided it's always those people who go really fast and then cut in at the very last minute. Right. To go yeah. take the very last thing. And then it slows up all the traffic. But when I see him, you know, but I, I just crack. I, I, I just think. Those poor truck drivers, they've got yeah, to deal with us. Yeah. It's from 45 miles an hour, it's three and a half football fields to stop. Right. That's what it takes, 45 miles an hour. Right. So if you're on the expressway and we're going 55, 60, add about another two football fields. And right. that's how long it takes. So when you got the guy who's like, oh, I've got to get off on the next exit. And he knows he needs to get off on the whole <laughs> exit the whole time. And then he wants to go and speed and then cut across you. Like you're playing with your life. You understand what I'm saying? Because people don't understand, like you could run straight into the back of my trailer and I wouldn't feel it at all. I'll just keep going on down the road for miles and I could just be dragging you with me and have no idea that you hit the back of my trailer. And people don't understand how big and how powerful these things are. I mean, we still, we, we, we still are a second, you know second in the, on the road of like a train but it's a situation where if you hit a truck it's, it's, it's just like i don't understand why you would risk your life to save 25 30 seconds it's not worth it and some people play around with trucks even when it's you know you're in california he's in upper new york so you understand i've been driving i 90 the whole winter time mm-hmm. you would be amazed how people mm-hmm. drive when it's it's all this snow on the ground and what i tell people is yeah I'm a little different because I, I'm, I'm like 75,000 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. So I am seated firmly <laughs> on the concrete. However, that doesn't save me from ice. 
face. You understand right, what I'm saying? Right, right. It doesn't save me from these type of conditions. Mm. But you're, you're you're running a weird, like you said, a rear wheel drive Honda. It's <laughs> like you, you, you're basically out here on ice skates and right, you're, right. somebody's pushing you from behind. Right. But it's like people have no respect for their lives. And I just think a lot of times, and I'll even say this for the truck drivers too, a lot of these truck drivers don't have respect for their lives either because there's nothing like, you know, I'll probably make two grand on what I'm taking to Wisconsin tomorrow. But guess what? If I'm tired or if I'm not feeling well, you, you know what this truck's going to do? It's going to be pulled over. Right. You see trucks mm -hmm. all the time that are flipped over in, mm -hmm. in the side of the road. And you know, and you know, when a truck flips over, you really know like traffic is bad. Right. right? And people are like, what happened? I'm like, you probably fell asleep. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is you have to take care of yourself out here. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to y'all because I have been doing my Giancourt fit thing yeah, or right whatever on. the case may be. But it's like I'm, when I'm tired, I'm tired. Right, you understand right, right. what I'm saying? I'm still I'm not going to go get a five hour energy. I'm not going right. to go get a monster. I'm not going to do anything because if I am going to meet my end on the road because I fell asleep, that's a horrible thing to say. Oh, no, no. Because my thing is what is so important if I'm late? What, right? Like right. you could take like I mean, people who don't know the broadcast. When I was I was late because I got pulled over by the police, right? Right, right. You know, that's I'm not even really going to get into the debatable aspect of that. <laughs> but what I am saying is, if I need to speed to make a deadline, then something's wrong with what I'm doing. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. I should be able to get there without needing to even do that. I'm not saying that I needed to, but it, you understand what I'm saying? Right, Nothing's right, right. more important than my life. I get this truck, right. this trailer, right. this, this the, 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 the company that I pick up for, the brokers, the, the whatever item I'm hauling. I don't care if I was hauling 40,000 pounds of gold bars. It's still not more important to me. Right, I agreed. So, and my final um, thing that I'll say about it in terms of skill, I hadn't even considered because California, we don't have a lot of snow, barely have any rain, but those guys, you know, they're delivering up to Nevada, Tahoe during this time of year, of course, the East Coast and the Midwest where they have snow, whole other skill set, completely other skill set to, uh, because the truck still has to move. Yeah, Northern, coming out of uh, Oregon, mm -hmm. going into Northern California is yeah. no fun in the truck. Yeah. They have yeah. A, one of the, uh, the worst, uh, the worst mountain range, they, we call it cabbage because mm -hmm. that's what it looks like, how you got to go. It's like mountains are not that bad of a thing. And that's another thing people need to understand. So like if we can get some information to the people, that would be great. Like right. when you see those, when you see like the uh, the thing that shows like a truck going downhill and it yeah. has like a percentage, yep, yep, yep. do not pull in <laughs> front of a truck because number one, you could kill yourself or number two, you could kill that driver because yep. you got to wait until it goes uphill, uphill. We, we, we're not the king of that, but going downhill, yep. you probably don't want to try to pull in front of a truck. Stay in your lane because that's the easiest way for a truck to get away. That's why they have those runaway ramps yep. and all these other things that a lot of people aren't even aware of. And a lot of these things, like I said, I had no idea they existed yep. before I started driving truck. I was never looking at a runaway ramp. Mm -hmm. When I would go down a mountain or if I go up one, I see that 7%, I'm like, just go right on around. It's no big deal to you. But you don't understand that gravity right. starts to kick in. And a truck, we cannot just hold our brakes. Like, you don't understand. Like, if you've ever been going through a mountain around a truck and you can smell their brakes, they're right. burning up. Right. Because they're trying to slow themselves down to prevent hitting somebody. Right. And if they continue to do it at that rate, 
their actual brakes will catch on fire and they will lose the ability to stop. Yeah. No, it's, it, I've taken that drive many times, but it's also just almost in, just with, between Arizona and California, all those mountain ranges coming on down. And that, that's a big drive coming down from Nevada. Steep, steep, steep. Got another police mm -hmm. officer. <laughs> yeah, another police officer just drove by. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but uh, I'm not it's ready not, to get up. <laughs> it's like, no, it's on us. Okay, yeah, right. It's like, no, nah, you're good. I'm not saying I need to rush okay. interview. I just, you know, I'm I, I wondering where they're going because I done seen like three highway patrolmen in the past three or four minutes I mean, going somewhere. Oh, so man. You know, it I, might be what we talked about. A truck might have flipped over. We don't know. Yeah, well, but it's, it's 60 uh, degrees here. Come on now. What oh. are you doing? So, I, okay, one more final thing. Is, do, is it true that truck drivers really love their trucks? Yes. Yes. Because I, yes. I, I, I thought my brother was being weird when his company got him a brand new truck and we all had to go out to see, like, for the unveiling. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah, some, man. yeah. When it comes to truck drivers and that truck, man, it's, it's almost like a child. Right. Or like, uh, uh, depending on how they feel about their significant other, it's like a woman. Right. Truck, you know, like, yep. you know, <laughs> if, if you, if you, even like, you know, rub up against the guy's truck on the way by. He's like, hey, man, be careful. You know, he's like, like they're, they're really, really uh, controlling over their trucks. So, yeah, yeah that's a I, true, I statement, true statement. I, yeah, I didn't understand. My dad calls, says, hey, you got to take me. Your brother's coming through. <laughs> and he said he got a new truck. He's real excited about it. Brand mm -hmm. new. I said, uh, that's weird. And he said, yeah, he, he wants to meet us here because it's near a place he likes. I said, dad, that's an hour and a half drive to go see a truck. Steve. So he's like, listen, I can't drive at night. So 10 o'clock at night, we're out in the middle <laughs> of the central California. Okay. He drives in happy as a clam. And there's like 20 people there. He's invited everybody. Right. And it was so funny. And then, but the, the thing is like, I just love this truck. And, but other, you know, he's like, no guys love their trucks. Guys, because you live in it, but any and especially a brand new one with all of the updated stuff, it just cracked me up. I said, "Is this a guy a guy thing? Is this is anybody has a truck?" But when you get a new one, it's like getting a yeah, new it's car. A, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the same way. Like you would probably like you could say a guy with a car. I think it's just right. a guy thing. Like we're really into our vehicle, regardless of what, the, especially if the vehicle's making you some money, right, then you're right. definitely going to be very protective of it. Like. I got hit by a guy in a truck stop the other day, which was a funny story that I told. But it's like it's not it's not that big of a deal sometimes, depending on what's going on. But most guys, they're going to take it pretty seriously. So you got to make sure you, you know, take, I mean, it's, it's serious. That's all right. Take good care of her. Her exactly. Her, the truck. OK, good. So now let's talk about your um, Internet endeavor. Which is very okay, exciting. So we've got LibreTV.co, okay. and and just so you know, we'll put all the links in the video and and on the sure, podcast. Sure. But so I, um, I actually knew Hotep Jesus first, and then okay. led me to Jonesy Wasted Podcast. Okay. Then that led me to um, Brown Paper Bag Podcast. Okay. So and then you know followed you guys. Okay. And and um, really love Corey too, really compelling story. <laughs> yeah. But um, but then and then it was like okay, just periphery, you know, following it and watching it and stuff. And then all of a sudden it's gone. Right. Yeah. So that's what so that's what happens. And the next thing is, uh, you were you know reporting on Twitter that mm -hmm. um, 
I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> and yeah. then you did. Yeah. So here comes Libre TV. So that's, it's your company. Yes. And so how does that work? What did you do? You just got a server or? Well, once again, I mean, I just always think that it's interesting how all these things work because it's a situation where, um, when, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie, man. I thank Hotel Jesus. A lot of people have their opinions of them or whatever the case may be. And I say, you can have your opinions of them politically. You can have your opinions of them however you might think he is. But at the end of the day, I've never met this guy in person. Yeah. But he has always, anytime I've reached out to him, giving me information, anytime I've hit him up, like, yo, you know about X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. And like I said, I mean, Hotel Jesus has made me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And I am... I'm the type of person where I'm an extremely loyal person. I'm never going to forget it. Anything that I can do to help him out and whatever he's trying to do, I'm always there. You know, anybody trying to mess with him in real life, not on Twitter, but in real life, I'm like, yo, call me, yo. I'm, right. I'm, I'm only a call away. You understand what right. I'm saying? Like, I don't know what everybody else talks about, but like, I'm the type where I'll pull up. You know what I mean? Like, what what's the problem? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, right. I don't care because people need to understand there's a difference between business and then there's a difference between like personal relationships as well. So me and Hotel Jesus, we had a, 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 I can't really say like I quote unquote know the guy. You understand what I'm saying? But it's a situation where our interactions have always been positive and just, you know, I, I've always had that respect for him. So what happened with YouTube, right? We get kicked out of YouTube, not even for any sort of content or anything like that, but we get kicked off of YouTube for a technicality dealing with advertising. So... <laughs> At the same time, I'm looking and I'm like, what's this Gianco project thing, right? And I'm listening and I'm, and I'm going through and I'm like, all right, well, it's Hotel Jesus, man. Let me, let, me, let me try to be supportive of whatever he's got going on. So let me see what this is. And I remember he was talking to uh, Ant. He was like, did you go to WordPress.com? Did you go to WordPress.org? <laughs> and I'm listening and I'm like, what is WordPress? So then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, let me start Googling what WordPress is. I'm like, Oh, so I don't have to go to Wix. I don't have to go to Squarespace. I don't have to go, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I was like, all right, cool, let me check this out. So I start Googling stuff and I'm like, I want to make a website like YouTube. Boom, 15 articles pull up. Like, wow. hey, do you have a WordPress site? Do you have this? Do you have all this? And I'm like, wait, is this easy to make something like YouTube? It's not. <laughs> it's not really that difficult to make something like Twitter or any sort of social media app. I was like, it's not that hard. It's just, it's just plugins and, 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 and uh, what they call it. Not the templates, but the, the theme, right. I'm like, this is all this stuff is. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, once again, I've already told you what my, my degree is. I, I feel I am an, I have an above average intelligence, right. I don't feel like I'm stupid. I am pretty savvy when it comes to technical stuff for the most part, but I don't consider myself anywhere close to being ready to go to like Silicon Valley or, you know, build a computer. From, well, I can't build a computer from scratch, but you know, I don't, I don't consider myself like super, super technologically advanced when it comes to like this internet stuff or website building or right. code. Right. That's the type of stuff right. that, like I said, I can build a computer. That's not, because that's almost like putting the car together. It's like, okay, take part A, put it here, lock it right. in, do this. Right. It's not that difficult. All this code and you got to put, if you put a, <laughs> a parentheses where you're supposed to put a, a greater than sign, it's like, <laughs> look, I, I don't I don't know how to do all of this. Right. So 
I, I just went on YouTube and I watched about two or three videos. I watched the GR, I watched the GI Core project for about <laughs> two or three weeks, and I said, you know what? I think this is doable. So then I had to get the idea. I was like kind of coming up with some names and things like that. And my wife is Spanish, so the, even the term Libre means free, right? Right. So that was my main concept of what I wanted to do. So thank Corey for that because Corey was the one like, how do you say free in Spanish? And I was like, Libre. He was like, well, there you go, Libre. I was like, all right, well, Libre TV because it'll be kind of be a little thing on YouTube, right? So even if you look at our color, like my, my logo is the little cloud with the 3D glasses on, but it's black and red, which is kind of sort of a shot at YouTube because we kind of adopted the same color scheme or whatever the case may be. Right. So when I decided that I was like, you know, do I really want to do this? I was like, okay. So I'm listening to uh, listening to the, the Giancore project again. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what's hosting? What is this? I was like, I got to do this too. So I was looking, I'm looking to find hosts and all these other things. And I got to, transfer the host to the domain and link all these different things together and the DNS, <laughs> man the dns servers uh, and you gotta i'm like you know at, at one point i was like i'm just gonna pay somebody to do this but then i said you know what no i want to build this myself because then that right. way i will know the system in and out if something is not working i'm the one who put it in there so if it's not working then i'll be the one to be able to take it out or fix it so I downloaded, I paid about hundred and maybe $50 and I got like two or three themes to play with to see which one would work the best. Found a thing that worked and you know, I've just been adding on to it, trying to make sure that the, 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 the eight, I don't know if it's supposed to be HTTP or HTTPS and all this stuff, getting all the, making sure your website has a little lock on it and all these things that you got to get done. Right. Right. That normally just come in these basic packages. But I said, well, my website's not basic. <clears throat> right. I couldn't create this type of website on, you know, a, 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 a Squarespace or a Wix or something like that, because it's, right. it's, it's got too much stuff going on. So I was just like, well, all right. So I got into WordPress and I started learning about how WordPress worked and got my domain names and I bought like maybe eight. So it's actually got some expansion on it. Like I got LibreTV.co. I got LibreSports.com. I got nice. Libre, uh, LibreKids.com. I've got, um, I've got LibreNews.net, I think. So it's like I've, I've actually got like the expansion of where I want to go because that's why I say like I call it the Libre Network, even though Libre TV is the only one that is fully functioning right now. But I want to be able to have platforms, number one, when I talk about the Libre TV. Libre TV is for podcasters, for anybody who wants to get information out there and they don't want to be restricted. I, I still have rules, but my rules are pretty much from a legal standpoint to keep it simple. You know, mm -hmm. if you're not trying to do no, no kitty stuff, mm -hmm. if you're not doing any sex trafficking, right. recruiting terrorists, any type of illegal activity, <coughs> everything me. else, like your speech, I'm not restricting your speech. You can say whatever you want to on there. Right. You know, uh, I have like a social media aspect of Libre TV as well. Like there's a timeline that you can go on and you can pretty much say whatever you want. You know, there, there really isn't, any restrictions and I think that's the way it is because my whole goal and what I created is I don't believe that I should try to tell you what to say I shouldn't be able to tell you how to feel and I also shouldn't do anything to restrict your success or your progress right I don't have the capability to say like right now my channel might not be the most popular channel on Libre TV right 
I'm not going to go and take views away from somebody else to, to boost my ratings. No, no, I want my channel to be the best. No, because I don't care. You understand what I'm saying? My right. thing is, are you allowed to say what you want to say? Are you happy with the content that we're putting out? And I don't like people who hold their tongue. I don't like people who try to censor themselves because when you censor yourself, you're not being honest, right? right. When right. you have to censor yourself, you're not allowed to be who you really are. It's like, I'm getting you through a filter. I don't want you in a filter because there might be something I need to know about you that I'm going to get in a filtered form. I'm like, oh, that person's okay. But then when I get you unfiltered, I'm like, oh, wow, I don't need to deal with this person because you know right. that in social media, they're going to restrict everything, how you feel, what you can actually say. Right. So the reason, the main reason why I created the entire Libre Network is because I first wanted to be able to start off with things like this podcast, being able to get information to people that's unrestricted. You should right. be able to say whatever you want to say without a filter. It shouldn't be restricted. I know people have their, their, their different things that they want to say about the First Amendment, which is fine. But what I'm saying is I created this because, yeah, does it mean that you're not going to be held responsible you know, if you come on a podcast saying something crazy and then somebody wants to beat you up because of what you said, you still got a right to say it. I can't right. prevent you from, you know, getting your behind whooped if, if you go out there and you say something about the wrong person. But I don't feel like I should be playing nanny because you're not my child. Well, and right. do, do you think um, the this is really, I mean, it's kind of neat that you're doing it now because I think that uh, there's going to be, I don't want to say a backlash, but there's going to be, right, right. It's because it's, because what's going to happen is just like now is that, oh, how many people I knew just go, they just don't watch the news anymore because it's just unwatchable. Mm -hmm. Right. Correct. So then, right. So then it actually comes into regular conversations. Like I just don't watch it and everyone's watching something on YouTube or on social yeah. media. Right. And so is that, okay. So we stopped watching TV. Now we're watching YouTube. Now YouTube's getting weird because now YouTube's policing. So now we're going to find an alternative to that. Mm -hmm. And so, and you're just, it's, it's the weirdest business model to remove content that's bringing money. Correct. Right. Because at some point it's like, um, right. So those people in those group are saying uh, for peer pressure, I can't say it. I can't say what I want to mm -hmm. say. But mm -hmm. everything is just, it's such a slippery slope is that right. every people keep pointing to things and that where we can't say anything unless what the group, whatever group it is, because yeah. it's to me, because I'm older, it's mind boggling, mind boggling that we would close up anybody's ability because in the old days, this is what you do. Oh, I don't agree with that. I'm not going to listen to this. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I don't like this. So I don't support it. It's like. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I don't like this. I need to destroy this person. You understand what I'm saying? Like, right. it, it, it's, it's changed a lot. But what you talked about when, when you talk about like people trying to restrict speech and what people are actually out here trying to do, I think it's very interesting because the way I look at holding people accountable or right. just speech, I feel like you everybody got a free pass after integration, right? Let's just be honest everybody is on the same air quote playing field after integration because thanks to what happened during integration we now no longer know who the people who didn't want it anymore right because i think naturally the country would have got there 
But it's like when everybody is is honestly forced to do it, you might have had some people where if they said, I can lose money or I can integrate my restaurant. I can lose money or I can integrate my platform. I can lose money or integrate my business. I wanted to have the ability to know who these people are so I would know who not to spend my money with, right? right? Everybody gets a pass now. So a situation when you talk about controlling, like you said, why would I ever kick anybody off my platform that was bringing views? That doesn't even right. make sense to my brain. Right. I don't care what your content is. I don't, right. you know, I, I watch Aquarian Anarchy. <clears throat> I watch all of the shows right. on my platform because I want to support them. And most of the, and, and the majority, the vast majority of the content I believe is pretty good. Right. But if somebody came on there talking about, if I got like, let's say two very attractive women to come on there and they were talking <laughs> about reality shows and stuff all day, I probably wouldn't watch it. Would right. I be trying to go on there and dictate what they say and say, hey, I was watching the show this day and you used a word or you used some language that I didn't like? No, because right. it's your show. As long as you're not breaking those five rules that are pretty much across the board, right. you understand? then I'm not, I'm not concerned about what you're doing because I do believe we are moving towards a time where there will be some backlash. And we've already seen the purge from some social media sites. There are people who, at the end of the day, if you look into your, your social media, your <clears throat> YouTube, your Twitter, your Facebook, at any point in time, they can remove, remove you without any cause. They can right. just say, they don't think you're good for our platform and you're gone. Right. So the way I look at it is, I am just going through fine tuning my site because it's going to be a situation where somebody's going to get kicked off of YouTube. Absolutely. And I've been telling people, you know, <laughs> about what I have going on for a while now. And it's not like I'm not I'm not bitter or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, look, there's going to be a limited amount of room because until this thing actually starts to produce, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Depending on what size <laughs> following you have, like right, right. this is all on me. You understand, like all of the these streams and these 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 chat rooms and everything that you see, it's not free. It's right. not free for me. And right. I've done this all by myself. You understand what I'm saying? So a situation where, you know, I, I told people like, look, you know, you, you might want to open your options. You might want to just stream. You understand what I'm saying? Just go live on here. Start right. talking about it. Start posting your content there. Start sending me your content so I can get them to the server. So just in case YouTube or just in case Twitter or whoever right. it is takes it down, you have a backup. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll look into it. I'm like, all right, cool. So it'll it would be very easy that if something was to happen, like right now, I'll use Aquarian Anarchy because they're still on YouTube. If something was to happen to Chad and Aquarian Anarchy over there, YouTube. They've already integrated fully into Libre TV. So it's right. not like there's going to be a huge drop off. The only thing I have to do is upload some old episodes to the server. But outside of that, mm -hmm. it's not really anything that needs to be done. So that is the goal. And that is the mission of Libre TV is to offer, you know, podcasters home improvement. It don't really even matter what your content is. Content creators, mm -hmm. a platform where they can do as they please. Right. No, and that's, it's just really brilliant right now because when it happens and it's going to happen, people are going to get canceled yeah. for, and, and if it's not for your content and maybe it's for somebody you associate with. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, that like with Jean Corps, <clears throat> four different perspectives, but we're all very different people who yeah. have different, but like, again, it's old school is that 
I am crazy about Hotep Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I speak his praises all the time. I'm, you know, take his class. I've met all these, um, the, the, you know, the Jean Corps team through, um, through him. And I, mm-hmm. and I think he, he deals on a completely different frequency that people respond to. And it's not just entrepreneurs, but just people who want to do more than just right. work and, you know, and outreach. And then who also have really creative ideas, but at some point, and I, I've mentioned it before but to Jonesy or to Hotep to say, at some point, the more popular we get, then people will come after us. So let's just be prepared for it. Correct. And that's, and that, and that's kind of how yeah. I think about that for you is to have a brilliant to say at some point when you're just like a business, when you're working for somebody else, you are at the, you know, that they're controlling what's going on. Correct. And, right. And so, but like with all these other platforms, if you don't have your own, you're just no matter, because the world is a weird place right now with mm-hmm. all the different, everything going-, everything going on, just if it doesn't even, I mean, I intellectually, it makes sense. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I listened to, I'm not sure if you guys heard MC Hammer the other night in Clubhouse, mm-hmm. he was interviewing that woman and she was an academic talking about how she went through an evolution to say, but she thought something really interesting to say, academics are meant to challenge constantly. And then it becomes this blood sport in school because that's how you raise your profile in school. And you know, you Mm -hmm. get the professors. And she said, Mm -hmm. so what we're seeing acted out right now is all of these academics who have a big voice because they've been given this huge platform in media and in newspapers is uh-huh. that because because for someone like me to go everyone is so cruel now it's not you know what is it is that and so then then and there's it, it is a blood sport to try to cancel people just to cancel them right. and level after levels like so when that happens someone like me says everyone that would be canceled then you no one can ever fit in that you're never going to be in fit so so but but the natural thing is that out of necessity someone's like okay that didn't work for me and i I, I don't, I can't play within that game because they canceled me. So I have to, right. I have to make my own game. That's kind yeah, of my and, point. And, that, and that's what I was going to say that that is, that is one of the main things that, you know, I have the ability to do things that, that YouTube, I don't, I don't make people run through loops. I'm like, look, if you have your own, your own audience, bring them over there. Right. right? You know, I know people that are still like, oh, I got to get to 2000 followers and, oh, we've got to get this amount of views in this many hours. I'm like, you can be monetized day one over, at, excuse me, over at Libre TV. You don't have to wait. If you have the audience, make them go over there. Right. You know what I mean? Because if they enjoy your content, they'll come to wherever you're at. So a situation where, you know, I've been able to offer people like instant monetization versus having to wait. Now, the same thing applies. It's like YouTube, I believe, has a 70-30 split, but I'm like, mine's 80-20 because based on what I know, and based on the only information I have to me, the company that, I, that that operates the chat room where they send the money to, they take 10%. Otherwise, I'd be trying to give you more money. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm like, look, you know, I got operating costs as well, but it's still 10% better. And it's instant than what you'd be getting right. over there with the other guy. You know what right. I mean? So it's a situation where I'm still giving you a better deal than the other guy would give you. Now, there are some other things as far as the capabilities, right? Because- right. I have a little bit of like back end stuff that is a little different. Like you can't just hit a button, upload straight to Libre TV, right? Because right. then the server would crash. But then let's just say, for example, a hundred thousand people just jumped on. 
those 100,000 people just jumped on, they're all trying to upload their videos there. That's not going to work. Right. So there is a process to get it on there, mm-hmm. and all the videos are processed on a different server. Right. So those are things that it's like an extra step. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But I say what's more important, being able to say what you want or the right now in the phase one of it, the inconvenience of an extra step. Right. Now, how are you marketing it? Well, as far as marketing it goes, I'm really just kind of just using a little bit of social media. I'm not, honestly, I'm not really marketing it. I don't want to say too much at the moment. Right. I wanted to have about a good month, no hiccups, make sure everything, because it seems like sometimes we go live and I'm like, why is it not showing? And then it yeah. was some plugin that right. would be messing with the live. And I'm like, well, well why does this plugin mess with it? Or why does this one doesn't? So I've now got a system where we probably had about a good, Three to four weeks. Like I said, we've only been up since January. So I'll say out of the eight weeks in the year, we've probably had four, about half the time that have been problem free. But that's all been recently. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm getting it to the point now where it's starting to become more and more frequent. So as far as marketing and things go, I haven't really tried to get it out there yet, but I want to make sure everything works sure. before you start bringing it to the the, the real right. people. You know what I mean? Because like that was my thing. Like even like yesterday, I, I posted something because my, my wife got into a fight at her job the other day. Right. <laughs> so I, I, like I said, I have a timeline. Right. So I posted something to the timeline and um, it would probably it, it would de- definitely get me banned off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. So. I, I posted something at the timeline that would get me banned off Twitter and I just put it there and I was just kind of looking at it like, man, I want, I need more people here because this, this is something that I know people want to be able to do. And I want people to be able to have certain conversations that they're afraid to have on other social right. media platforms. That doesn't even mean it would be positive, but you're so restricted. You're so stuck in this box you don't want to say things because you're so worried about whether they're going to take your account or not but you know i just went in there just posted my little post and i was like cool you know so marketing i am starting to try to find some avenues right now to market i just got on instagram which i i hate instagram Mm. with a passion but i'm on instagram now to try to get some of that crowd i mean you know and then for, for the most part i'll just put up the videos and I'll just keep posting those. I haven't really at honestly put a lot of effort into marketing as of right now because I'm waiting for the purge. You know, sure. I know it's coming. I know I want to kind of hit them up and put that bug in their ear before the purge happens, right. which I've been trying to do right. as much as I can. But it's just like finding a way to get the information to the people is is becoming some it's not difficult, but people are comfortable. You know what I mean? People are very comfortable in their ways. Mm. You know, we we say, hey, you need to look up something, Google it. Hey, you don't know how to do something? Go on YouTube. Right. You yep. know, we, we it's automatically it's, that programming is in our brain right now. So when I right. tell you, don't go here, click here <laughs> and watch it here. It's like, well, why can't I watch it there? Well, you can, but it would be better, or if you got more comfortable watching it here, because what happens if that gets taken down? What happens if right. I'm doing a show? Because I have one show called Critical Inception where. We, we've had conversations that would get us banned instantly off any major platform. And it's not because we're talking crazy. It's just because with the restriction of speech, those conversations aren't allowed to be had. So that's just the reason why that one only, you can only watch it on LibreTV.co. So that's just the way I look at it. Marketing is my next step. I wanted to fully 
pound out the functionality because I know people was like, man, you know, hotels. Why have you talked to hotels? I was like, look, I'm not bringing nothing to hotel Jesus if I if I don't have it where it's streamlined and it's it's whatever the case may be. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, I could be a fallback. I get that or whatever the case may be, but I'm not bringing nothing to him if I'm not even. 100% confident in how it works. You know, I'm in the process of getting the app developed because I want it to be as close to whatever you're using right now. I don't want you to have to send me your file on a Google Drive. Right. And then I upload the Google Drive to the video server and then I post the link. It, it's 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 a little more work for me right now, mm-hmm. but it's phase one, right? It's only been up for two months. Phase two will be if you're a content creator, you can hit a button and it automatically uploads it to the server. That's the next phase. And then phase two will also have an app included as well, where you can tell people, download the app. You'll get a, a, a notification when we go live. You can watch live. You can do everything that you could do on any other platform. Live. No, and it's, it's really smart. And it's, um, I think, it, <laughs> it's just so funny. It's like, yeah, so that's really smart. That's how I think. No, that's what I'm about to say. But like with the John Core project, I don't know mm-hmm. if you think like this, but I can see I, I can see where your success is going to lie. But like you said, waiting for the purge, right? Is that little by little? So it's like because it, and then it's almost like a referral word of mouth. Like every once in a while, you see, I can't believe this person got canceled, right? I can't believe mm-hmm. it. And then it's like Saul's like, "Hello, I'm right here." And then or all yeah. of us will be like, "Oh, you know how you get your content up really immediately? Go yeah. over and talk to um, you know Libre TV." But, and so, but at the same time, big picture is setting the stage, like setting the table for it. And because um, I tell, I, I go into the details and sometimes the weeds a little bit, but I can see the Jean Corps project being really successful in two different lanes, but it's mm-hmm. all gonna take going through those glitches. But yeah. my expertise is not computers or front end, back end kind of thing. So mm-hmm. talking about stuff now, and looking at it for the future for that thing mm-hmm. to go well what happens when just like the same thing is what happens if somebody wants to upload or how many videos can we get on the page and mm-hmm. what's what's the storage going to be like and then be, exactly. so it's not we're crashing right. when we have a thousand ten thousand a hundred thousand right? right so it's a really smart way to look at it you know like and that's mm-hmm. why our process right now has been we've gotten like reversing marketing we're building mm-hmm. a subscriber base and then right. hopefully in the next few weeks, we're going to be up with our mm-hmm. our, our um, soft rollout. But when okay. we're producing content um, in the background behind it. But but yeah, that's a, that's a big concern for me was at some point, and again, it's not a, I don't think it's paranoid, but mm-hmm. I am an adult enough to say, I can totally love 90% of what somebody is saying and not agree mm-hmm. with it or part of it, but I still love them. And I love our relationship because that we are so, everyone is so unique and how they, you know, what their upbringing was, how they view Mm -hmm. life, what they think of things. And so, but I can also see in all of us, someone will be able to at one point or another pull a video and said, say, what were you saying about Oakland Rita? What were you appropriating? (laughs) Were you talking Mm -hmm. about the black community? How are you doing that? You know, right, right, right. Like, yeah, right. and, and, yeah, but but that, but I think that's a part of it, right? I think that's the reason why you do these things because the way I look at Libre TV is eventually I look at it being more or less like an exclusive thing. It kind of sort of can go the route of Clubhouse, right? 
you, everybody can't just get in. Everybody just can't get on. So a situation mm. where I might say, you know what? Let's just say if I said it at half a million uh, people. After mm. half a million, you can't get in. The only way you get in is somebody gets kicked out. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm completely content with that base because it'll provide what I needed to do. And if I had a, a base of, let's say, 500,000 users, right? Then the amount of money I'd be getting from, you know, the advertising and all the other things that would be going on, the the percentage from the people that have podcasts and all those type of things, it would then be at the point of being self-sustaining. So I, that's the reason why I just feel like people always, you know, some people like to say, oh man, you can have the next. I'm like, I don't necessarily know if I want to be the next that. You understand what I'm saying? Right, I want right. to have a place where people can feel comfortable to say what they want to say. If it becomes that, so be it. But that's not what that was never my goal. I said at the at the worst, this is a place where I can do my own show and never have to worry about anybody taking it down. That's right. the worst that it could be. Right. If it actually turns out being something bigger and a lucrative venture at the end of the day, great. But at the end of the day, I am person, I'm perfectly fine with the amount of money I spend on it monthly, just being able to do my show with no restrictions. Yeah, and it's the neat thing, and and just about like you said, bringing out people's stories. I've I've got lined up all these businesses that people don't even think about, and yet they're really when everyone I when I when I detail it, people are like, "There's a a couple in Kentucky that um, repurpose uh, uh, bourbon um, mm -hmm. barrels, turns them into right. um, all furniture and all these." But it's an incredible story, and then but if someone's like, "I would have no idea about that." But that's a really you cool wouldn't. thing or someone who mm -hmm. does artwork and teaches kids artwork through woodwork and they they travel the country going to all these different um art exhibits it's just an amazing thing and that's their business that's that's what their life's work is and so that so that's what i'm hoping for in my little piece of it is to bring mm -hmm. all these entrepreneurs because there is something different like you say it's go at at worst it's going to be something i can I, i'm not going to get kicked off of because i own it at yeah. best, I can do, you know, invite other people who get purged because of your belief is uh, people should be able to say what they want to say. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I agree. And, and, and only thing I would add to that is that I believe that people have the ability and people have the right to be able to express themselves. And I want you to be able to express yourselves like nobody is watching, like there is no big brother, like there is no, because that way I, I want to get the real you. Right. So I feel like a lot of times I can't get the real person because like I did a, a interview on my on my channel with uh, with Uncle Hotel mm -hmm. and it was a whole everybody was like, yo, I've never seen Uncle Hotel like that. I said, well, that's because in my opinion, I'm not going to say his hotel's been told you persona is a little different. But right. when you know you're going into a conversation, it's like, OK, well, what can I say not to get in trouble or what can I say to. To, to basically, I don't, I don't want right. to mess up what you got going. I don't want to get your channel taken down. So I'll just kind of sort of keep it in this little box. Right. What happens when you remove that? You get genuine conversation. You get conversation where it's not necessarily like you say people get offended because people get offended even when you're in that box. So that is, like I said, that is my main purpose for doing what I want to do because I want to get to the genuine people. And I feel like that's one of the problems we have in society right now. We're all trying to live in these boxes that society has created for us instead of just being our true, genuine self. 
Right. You don't get a chance to see your true genuine self because if you come outside of that box, you have to worry about some sort of scrutiny. Or like somebody said, they'll pull up an old tape of, oh, look at Rita, you talking about Oakland, where you about? Right. Nobody <laughs> should be, nobody should, number one, care. They should just be worried about whether or not you are honest or not. Because right. if you're hiding behind the fact that you can say something, but it's it's through a huge filter, then we're not getting the real you. So that's the the main reason why I really enjoy what I'm doing over at Libre TV because I get the real version of these people because they now know they can speak without yeah, any you get that authentic yeah. personality that people really look for compared exactly. to that fakeness. <laughs> exactly. And we don't have to use code words and speak yep. around different topics and subjects. We, we can talk about anything you want, you know? So absolutely. I, I, I really and No, and I appreciate it because I told Jonesy, because we're both big Raider fans, Okay. And because um, his dad's from Oakland and okay. right. So he, that's why he's New Jersey, but Raider fan, but my dad is huge Raider fan. And so that was in growing up here in the Bay area and people over in San Francisco are way too fancy. So nobody likes the 49ers here on, because we're the scrappy side of the Bay, but you spend okay. so that, but that, that people don't think about it. Oakland has a half a million people and it's a huge city, mm. but Oakland so when I would say on Twitter, you know, Oakland proud, I'd get hit a few times to go, hmm. Mm -hmm. And, th and that's a weird thing of going, are you kidding me? I'm not saying anything about anything. Mm -hmm. And then and then that upset me too to go, why can't I say that? Why do I have to give a yeah, bio? I can't. My, <clears throat> no, excuse me, my life story. Are you fine? Right. No, I've got something in my throat. <laughs> yeah, carry are on. Fine, dude? You to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh, no, you're fine. I was just going to say Margie. that is a... <laughs> No, you're fine. I was just going to say that's just a big issue because you should be able to say how you feel, how you want to express yourself without the fear of any, like I said, not any repercussions, but like you said, you, you saying Oakland strong. People are looking at you like, well, why is she saying Oakland? Like, you just want to be proud of where you're from. Nobody should be able to come in and say, oh, well, you shouldn't be talking about, why can't you talk about Oakland? You know, are you supposed to look a certain way to talk about Oakland? You know what I mean? If somebody was like, you know, if uh, Atlanta proud, and I'm looking at them like, well, what part of Atlanta are you from? It's stupid. Right. You know, you should be able, and that's the reason why I said when we talk about truth and we talk about being able to see people's true selves, that is the reason why I really wanted something because the 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 timeline on, on like Twitter is bad enough as it is. I could only imagine if that same timeline somehow shifted to Libre TV, the things oh, that would be coming out. <laughs> like people wouldn't be following these people anymore because they would finally get to see, right. oh, this is how you really feel when you know you're not going to get your account snatched. And I'm like, great, right. because I want that. You understand what I'm saying? That's the reason why I say I much rather know who you are as a person right. deep down right. inside. Like, 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 let me see it all. Let me see, you know, not your inner, you know, your inner darkest demons, get them all out so I can see exactly who you are versus you hiding behind rules, you hiding behind these other things that are going to say, oh, you're not that bad of a person, but you, you might think somebody who, who you really might deal with, they right. might be different if they were allowed to say what they want to say. Right. Totally agree. Okay. For our final question, and thank you for spending so much time and Oh, yeah, no it's going to be interesting editing out, editing out my cough, my coughing while you're talking, but <laughs> you said that really amazing thing. And I, I think that's where, um, 
um, it's, it's, well, I'm not going to steal it, but probably a little bit. He's just talking well, about having those conversations because we want to know who those, who the real people are. And that is the, the, the core and the foundation of why we started Jean Corps is to have people having conversations that you'd normally have with your neighbors, mm -hmm. with your friends, with people you just meet. And then, um, because there is so much that we can offer people and, and people can offer us, that's the interactive part of it. Just talking about things that affect us all, you know, business, finance, mental health, and culture. And then being mm -hmm. able to have those conversations because Jonesy doesn't hold back, but sometimes he feels, you know, there are sometimes he does, he feels yeah. that he can't, you know, he has to for on his show mm -hmm. because, but, but that has to do with who he's connected to and he mm -hmm. needs to respect that. But then we both complain, you know, on the inside of yeah. why is it like that? That's crazy. Um, that you'd have to any of anyone would have to watch themselves because again, it goes back to the old school of if I'm watching something that I think is just a little too over the top, then I just change the channel. I just find something else and go, oh, I'm not for that. Or everyone is um, there's an author right now who is writing. Oh, she wrote uh, White Fragility. It's all that big critical thinking and stuff. Well, I recognize her name from something I've been watching from behind the scenes that happened at, a, at that um, university in Washington, where all the kids, um, the students locked out all the teachers and they had a big five day protest and a bunch of stuff, all this crazy stuff. But uh, but the one of the roots of it was this author starting to bring all this critical race theory into the university anyway. So I see her name come up and I make, if I, and I think, yeah, I'm not going to watch an hour lecture from her because I think a lot of right. what she's talking about is dangerous to keep mm -hmm. um, putting us all in these non-human um, uh, labels with the non-human labels right. to say, right. I am just a white female. Therefore, mm -hmm. I, I'm only going to behave one way, you know? Right. So anyway, so I think, okay, she has a right to say whatever she wants to say. People have a right mm -hmm. to put it into their corporate, you know, bylaws if they want to. I don't right. have to do it though. And then I'll move on from something else. But it's this, it is weird. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for your success and, um, and excited for the channel. And the, um, but I, and I'm really glad that the um, Brown Paper <laughs> Bad podcast is up. I really like yeah. it. Is that funny? No, I mean, I'm not, no, I mean trust <laughs> me, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a situation situation where you know you have multiple outlets and you, you put something out there people don't understand like I remember like even last week where I was talking about some things like it's a situation where when you know I look at we've been out for you know we've probably been doing a show for a while but over on Libre TV it's only been maybe eight weeks right and I look at some of our when I first started like the views were like 15 views like 24 views and I'm like why won't people come over here and watch and then it's like, you know, now all of a sudden I'll go and I'll start, you know, looking at the views and things like that. And it's like 250, right. 300 and the views and things are going up. And I'm like, that's great. And that's only in a short amount of time with no marketing, basically trying to get our old YouTube audience just to come check us out over here. Right. You understand what right. I'm saying? So that part is really, really big for me. And that, but that's the thing when you do these shows and when you're trying to talk, you never know how it's going to be received. You, you never mm -hmm. know, like, people who would, like, hit me up. Like, one person hit us up. They was like, I think I'm the reason why you got taken off of Twitter 
I mean, off of YouTube, but you know, whenever you get something back up, just let me know. I want to help out because I feel bad. This, this, Ugh. I said, man, don't worry about it. Just continue to support us. But that's just the way I look at it. I, you, you never know what anything you're doing. The same way, like when I have kids, right? That I used to teach in the school, and it's 13, 14 years later. Right. And they're like, coach, man, you, you changed my life. I probably would have yeah. been this, this, and this if you hadn't said what you said to me 14 years ago. And I'm like, Sometimes I'm like, who are you again? <laughs> you know, like, like it's it, you Absolutely. never know the impact you're going to make or right. these type of conversations that we can have on Libre TV because somebody might need to hear it. Somebody might need something, you know, because like you said, you don't want to watch TV. The TV's all bad. The news is all bad. All these different things are just bad to watch these days. It's hard to watch. So when we put out content, it's like I'm putting out content because I want to give you a break from all of the foolishness. And now that we're over there, not like we I mean, we, we never got in trouble because on the brown paper bag, you know, we didn't really go into any content that would get us taken down anyway. Right. For From a content perspective, it was all light. It was relationships. It's these right. type of things. So that I mean, just to be honest with you, I really enjoy when people say that or like even people go over there, they'll drop a comment saying, hey, we're glad you're back. Mm -hmm. Nice to see y'all are back. Like it makes it seem like, you know what? It was all worth it. You know, all the right. headaches and like Anthony can tell you, man, nice. attaching all these servers and connecting <laughs> all this stuff. And, you know, uh, you update one, one plugin. And then when it updates now, all of a sudden it's messed up everything else behind you. Affect, like, affect the yeah, other one and the other. Correct. And it's one. like, you got to go back and, and, and disconnect yeah. that one. You got to clear the, what is it? The cash or the cachet, whatever yeah, it's the called. Cache, yeah. yeah. You got to clear that and you got to go back. And it's like, you know what, if one person gets on Libre TV and has some fun or they get on there and they see a show that they enjoy, or they even get on the timeline and they just spent Right. Because my timeline really doesn't have any restriction. Right. You can go. I don't even know what like how long it can be yet because <laughs> we, it doesn't nobody's really doing anything. Right. 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 So it might be a situation where somebody be like, I had a very bad day. This is what happened to me. F these people. F this. F that. F that. F that. Get it off your chest. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not going to take the post down. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like I said, as long as it don't violate my rules and right. I don't have any rules that restrict your speech from a content perspective, everybody's right. like, well, what about racial slurs? I don't care. That's not my job to control how you decide to get your stuff on. It's not illegal. Right. You understand? And certain people right. talk You to just each might other. have some repercussions. <laughs> yeah. You might have some repercussions because it's exactly. there and people can see it. Right. But why should I say, oh, you know what? It's like, like I tell people. Libre TV is the type of entity that I want to have where it's almost like a, a, a communal thing, right? <clears throat> where everybody comes together and they say, okay, well, we can do all these great things together. It's everybody's like a utopia, right? Everybody gets right. to come together and we're going to create all this great stuff and everybody's happy, right? You're not my children. My house is a straight up dictatorship. You understand what I'm saying? And there are punitive consequences to every wrong decision you make versus my platform is, look, I don't know you, first of all, more than like, say what you want to say. If you're on my site doing whatever you do all day, guess what? Right. That time is registering with the people that pay me. You mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? So if that's what you want to do all day, right. great. Because guess what Twitter has? Mm -hmm. You're on Twitter for seven, eight hours a day. Right. One person. They got over, what, 10 billion subscribers? 
guess how much money they're getting from all of those people interacting on that site. Do you know if they spent that same time over at Libre TV, I would park this truck and be sitting at home right now. Right. Because I'd probably be making, you know, somewhere between 50 and 60 grand a month right? just from people just being on there. That's what people don't understand. I don't ask for money. I don't ask for financial help. I don't really do any of those things. I'm just saying, go to the site. Right. If you like the site, instead of watching the show, uh, the replay on Twitter, if you missed it, watch it over there. You can tell you why, because your time watching it over there helps me out. It brings me revenue without you having right. to pay for something. You know, I'm not spamming your, your email, sending you a whole bunch of crap you don't want. You mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? I'm saying those are the type of things that just help me out by you watching the show. That's all I want you to do. If you watch this over on YouTube, watch this over there. I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm not asking. Yeah, there are places where you can donate if you want to. That's great. Sure. You know, same way on YouTube, right? When we're doing a podcast, you want to do a super chat? Great. You can do that over at LibreTV.co as well. Right. However, it's not like, hey, if I don't get $50 by the end of the week, the, the whole site's going down. No. Right. Yeah. Right. All I'm saying is the interactions and things that you're used to doing on social media and on these podcasting platforms, treat Libre TV the same way. Right. Don't treat it any differently. Don't expect anything any differently because I've done my best to try to get it with the knowledge and the capabilities that I have to be as close to a regular platform as, as possible. The timeline, you can, you, can, you, can, you can post something, you can repost it, you can add gifts, you can Basically, no no character limits. You understand right. what I'm saying? Like, you can basically mm -hmm. do whatever you want to do. Videos and things like that are a little different. If you want to connect your channel to there, anybody's free to open the channel, but you can't upload direct video files. You have to do links. Right. But once again, it's still your channel. You control it. If you have a big enough platform or if you have a platform that I want to bring on to bring balance to the, to the channel, then, yeah, we can talk about that. But outside of that, it's, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, and I think really Rita, what's, real quick. Yeah. I don't mean to be rude. I just I got like five minutes left. Okay, good. Just no, to... we're we're almost done. Um okay. the the brilliance in it, this is just my opinion, the authenticity, because I think that's the future. People love live streams and people love to see authentic people when they're watching. I mean, I, I love live streams, I look for them all the time. There's something about that because you 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 are even more engaged. Um, and then once you have your group that you follow, like, you know, it's like, oh, I can, I'll watch this live stream. I'll pick that one up later. Right. So, so I think that's really amazing. And I, I think like you said that the simple rules of saying, I just want people to say whatever they want to say and follow these rules. That's going to be really successful. And I really like the, the kind of the pulsing out of it. So, um, again, I'm excited to see your success now. Okay. I, now I have two minutes and 35 seconds left, but I'm going to, so LibreTV.co, 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 check it out, go and see it, sign up. People can become a, um, a member of, can they yeah, also member, sign yeah, in? Anybody yeah. can become a, a subscriber, whatever the case may be. I'm just saying, hey, look, if you get kicked off of a big platform, come over there and vent about it. Put it right. on the timeline. Right. Say, right. you know, whatever you want to say, you, you got kicked off of this platform. Come over there and just tell me about it. Put right. it on there. I'm not going to take it down. Because, like I said, unless it violates a couple of rules, and you'll be able to see from my post, oh, man, he posted that? I'm like, yeah, that's what I posted. So if I can post right. it, I'm not going to try to dictate what you post. 
Good. Well, thank you. Again, I'll put all the links in here. Everybody, we want you to go to Libre TV. And then a super shout out to truck drivers all across this nation, working hard. Saul, thank you so much. Oh, and we got- <laughs> That's right. That was a little shout out to everybody here. Probably awesome. woke up somebody, but they'll be all right. Well, that, some of the police officers are good. All right. Thank you everyone for listening and watching. We've had a great time, great talk. We could talk, well, you know me, I could talk for hours about anything, but- Thank yeah, thanks for Saul. joining us. Thank you, Saul. Right, no problem. Thank All you. All right, I'm going to stop this recording. I'll be right back.